Good evening, everybody. That's Greg Sims and uh, co-host uh, Andy Bozak. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I thought I can introduce you or you can introduce uh, whatever's easier. doesn't matter. We're on WVLP 103.1 FM, and our show is Porter County Buzz, where we basically talk, well, we talk about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we, we are both county councilmen. Um, Andy represents uh, District 1. No, actually, I'm oh, at large. Oh, you're at large. Yeah. Yes. You, are, you just live in District 1. Yes. And, and I represent District 3, and I also live in District 3. So uh, we kind of thought uh, we would talk about those kind of things, uh, government things, um, and, and other stuff in general. And we do have a, uh, an email at uh, pcbuzz, B-U-Z-Z 103, at yahoo.com. And you're more than welcome. Actually, we do welcome uh, some uh, write-ins, and we can, if we can't answer you today, we will get back to you the next show. But we're happy to engage with the audience and uh, uh, and go from there. Uh, we had our first show last week. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That hour it goes was. really fast, and uh, we got a lot of really good feedback. And our plans for the future: uh, we, we want to go out into the public. And we want to go into different offices and meet people outside the studio yeah. and uh, in, engage them that way, too. So we're, if you have any suggestions, if you want us to come by or if you have a, um, I don't know, program or some kind of an event and you think it'd be cool to have us come by and talk to some people, we'd be happy to do that and then uh, get you on our show. So, again, the, uh, the email address is pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. And I will uh, add to that real quick that not only can you email ideas and, and suggestions to us for the show, but uh, email us questions, too. If, you, if we talked about something the week prior yeah. or just a statement you wanted to make, uh, feel free to, to get, get in contact with us. And uh, we'll, do, as Greg mentioned, do our best to get you an answer. Or if it's a good joke, at least restate it on the air. <laughs> You know, we may not give you the best answer, the answer you want, but it's an answer nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and that's a great segue because I think that's obviously why we're here is because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're uh, reaching out to the public, letting them mm -hmm. know that we want to tell them what's going on in the government, but that we're also here if anybody needs us. And um, is that record on? Yes. Shouldn't it be green? No, it's, it's red for record. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. We're, we're, we're new to this, and uh, we're learning as well. And I'm yeah, like, this is our first time pre-recording a show, I should say. And to, to let you guys know why we're doing that, um, this evening at uh, 5 o'clock, which will be after this show is aired, mm -hmm. um, we have our foundation meeting, right. and then following that is our county council meeting. So right. we actually had to come into the studio a little early, so this is brand new for us. <laughs> um, and, and that's yeah. we're making sure we're hitting record. Yeah, so hopefully we'll, we may have some fireworks later on, or we'll have uh, some really interesting things to say next week in yeah. regards to our council meeting tonight but uh and again I, i'm glad you mentioned that because that's another way for people to get engaged you know come on by the council meetings are open to the public and uh, unfortunately more often than not uh, the only people in the audience are department heads that need to come and sit in what they call the hot seat or, or Aiden, my son comes yeah, yes, right. yeah yeah you're, yeah that's awesome getting the young people involved and then a couple reporters from uh from the community so it's always nice to see people from outside that realm coming yeah. by and checking things out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's very appreciated because now that they're basically concerned about what's going on and they want to know. And it's better to hear it from us direct than to, sometimes you read it in a paper and it may not be exactly accurate with a couple words, you know, here and there. Or 
hearsay of somebody that was maybe there and their interpretation may not right, be the same. Right. So, and, and we do have our shows, uh, the meetings do come on YouTube as well. Yeah. So they come out the next morning, um, okay. they, they record them that evening, and then usually the next morning they're on the Porter County uh, YouTube page. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, the foundation meetings are too. I've seen those on there as well. Okay. So our meetings aren't actually broadcast live, just to clarify, um, but they are the next morning on the, on the YouTube channel. You guys can watch them, mm -hmm. um, get updated. From and the commissioners as well. As well, yeah. So another way to keep informed about what's going on with the uh, Porter County government, the commissioners, and the uh, council. So, uh, and again, yeah, the, the more people are informed, the better off we all are. And, and just uh, so you guys know, our meetings are the last Tuesday every month, um, typically at 5.30 p.m. If we have a foundation meeting, which is once a quarter, um, usually that's before the commission or county meet, or county council meeting, excuse me, but not always. So feel free to just check back on our website. That's porterco.org um, mm -hmm. to, to, for updates on our meetings and stuff. Yeah. So that brings me into uh, last week, Greg was able to ask me some questions about why I got involved in public service, what, what I do, and, and, and some things. So I wanted to take a little bit of time today and uh, ask you some questions, Greg. Sure. You know, let's get people excited to get involved. And, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's a great yeah. opportunity for you to kind of explain a little bit about what mm -hmm. you do. So if you don't mind, yeah. let's start off with uh, what, just, what made you get involved in public service? What made you want to do this crazy stuff that we do? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and this is interesting. Uh, and I grew up in the city of Chicago, oh. and uh, I went to a. I was part of uh, early on in the early seventies. We had a, you'd walk to your neighborhood school, but there was no buses. Okay, oh, really? and yeah, so whatever school you, whatever neighborhood uh, school there was, that's where you went. I mean, it was it was easy thing. Well, then uh, national laws were were kicking in in regards to um, desegregation and all that stuff. So one day I came home and there was a letter that basically said that there was four at the time, uh, myself, I had a, a two brothers and a sister. We were all in, in grammar school. Okay. And two of us were informed that we would be getting on a bus and traveling to another part of the city. And the other two of my siblings were able to stay at that neighborhood school. Oh my goodness. They kicked you out, but kept the brother and sister. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. And, and here's the other interesting thing that a lot of people don't realize. These schools didn't have, we didn't have cafeterias. You actually walked to school, you had, and at lunchtime, you walked home, you had lunch. Oh, wow. And then you walked back to school. Oh, my mom would have hated yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was really, yeah, looking back, it was really interesting the way that happened. Well, so my, my parents were, uh, they were not too happy about uh, two of us being shipped off to yeah. another part. So they looked for a, uh, a parochial school for us to go to, that was really the only choices he had. So we went to a parochial school and I had a class of 14 was in my class. And it was a, believe it or not, it was actually a Greek school. So, oh, wow. you know, we, we, uh, we had Greek classes and then you had your, you know, of course the American, the English, it was predominantly English. Was there English. a guy there with Windex, like in the, the Greek? No. <laughs> <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding? Yes, there you no, go. I will tell you that some of that is true, but uh, no, I, I never knew anyone walking around with a thing of Windex that wasn't a janitor cleaning a window, you know? So, uh, but uh, this one day we had a, a priest and we were now there at that school, we had lunch. Uh -huh. And we we're sitting in the lunchroom. We just bought our milk for 10 cents. That's how much a carton of milk cost for us back then. And uh, for some reason, this priest looked at me and he asked me what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Now, I think I was in sixth grade at the time. Oh, then you knew. Yeah. 
So I basically said, uh, I think I want to be a politician. And I have no idea why I said that, but I did. And he looks at me and says, no, you want to be a diplomat. It's a little bit more uh, more upper class and, and you get into good dialogue. And I mean, this guy was just going, I'm just sitting there going, I just want to eat lunch. <laughs> I said politician, so you'd stop talking to yeah. me. <laughs> So I, I guess in a sense, at an early age, I kind of had that in my mind. Awesome. And then when I got to high school, um, I got involved in student council. And now that being said, my high school, it was the largest all-boys Catholic school in America at the time. Really? It was right near Wrigley Field called Gordon Tech. We had 4,500 students. And again, they were all boys. And uh, so I ran for uh, for school government and I was elected president. And so I got involved, you know, so I guess that was another way of kind of feeding the notion. And you may find this is really weird, but, you know, normally in high school and people run and and then it's a contest of popularity and everything else. Well, you know, we had a platform and, uh, okay, our our sports teams were very good. Matter of fact, when I was a a sophomore, we won the state championship. And um, when we were a senior, we played in Soldier Field. We won the city championship. That was awesome. Yeah. But since we were a Catholic school playing, we were in a visiting locker room. All I want to do is be in Walter Payton's locker room. <laughs> but the public school that we played, Julian, oh, was, they got, they got it. Room. Yeah, I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the crazy thing was when we didn't have cheerleaders. Now, again, it, it seems odd that being an all-boys school, you know, but usually the boys' school will have a sister school. So yeah. there was always meetings and those girls around after school and then we had dances and all that stuff so girls were very much a part of, a, of our high school they just weren't sitting in your classroom with you well i had said if you elect me i will get cheerleaders for no. football yes <laughs> and i will tell you that we got cheerleaders but they didn't kick in until after i graduated oh, hey you made so it happen, no? <laughs> yeah that's so, a pretty cool story yeah so i'm i'm I, I don't know. You, you look out and we were able to, and, and it was, oh, and the other thing too that the president does is you actually help pick out your head of the chart uh, of the, the committee to get the band for prom. Oh, so, to pick out who plays? Exactly. Ooh. And back then we didn't have DJs. It was bands. Uh-huh. So what oh, was DJing kind of, wasn't a thing back then? No, oh, no. Uh-uh. Wow. So what was really cool about that, which is really weird the way laws were, we were in high school and we were actually going to bars. <laughs> watching bands playing we were actually we were in the back of the bar now we didn't drink or anything but we were able to walk in the bar sit off to the side to critique the bands to see if we wanted to hire them yeah so So, that's like the wisconsin days when like our parent my parents used to drive to wisconsin to drink beer before you were 21 the the bar was the the rock rocket north i think was right across the border people do that yeah (laughs) it's so funny yeah in case you want to know i'm just a little bit more older than andy here you know he is uh what are you about 17 18 yeah, I, I got, I got a gray in my beard so uh, you know you know four kids yeah. will do that to you though <laughs> yeah so well, that's uh, awesome that is yeah. such a cool story too. yeah and then when i do got they, to, they're not all boys school now are they or no it's funny you said that um it's a you co- fixed them no no no, 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 no. <laughs> um as time went on the chicago public school started getting better and a lot of people just, you know, went back to those. And so now the school, not only is it uh, smaller, it's about 350 kids. It's oh. co-ed and the name has changed. It's now called DePaul Academy Prep or something. So okay. Gordon Tech no longer exists, which is, uh, you know, a little sticky point for the, the alumni. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's got to be tough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and then when I went off to college, I thought uh, 
I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I always wanted still that politician thing. So I got involved in um, clubs at the college and, and a political science business major. And then I uh, I thought in order to enhance the political thing, I went to a fo- studied in England in a, a University of Leicester. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for six months, I studied international politics in England. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I did meet, you, you may not believe this, I got to shake hands with Princess Diana. No. Yeah, well, that, that could be a whole well, story for another day. That's a story I want to hear. That would be interesting. That was a cool thing. Yeah. So I uh, met people from all over the world and got different perspectives. As a matter of fact, the guy that lived next door to me uh-huh. was the um, nephew of the Shah of Iran. And because when the Shah of Iran fled Iran, uh-huh. a lot of his relatives fled the country and a lot of them settled in England. Oh, I didn't know that. So that was another interesting hearing stories about the Shah. And they, they called they themselves Persians. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I will honestly say they they did they were yes they were well, well. <laughs> here. I'm I'm buying apples for lunch because that's all I can afford, and these guys are eating uh, really nice. So I see why you made friends with this guy. What a dumbass! Oh yeah, yeah. So and then when I got out of college, I um, my first gig was uh, working in City Hall, Chicago, with voter registration. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And you were just registering people? or Yeah. Well, I was in charge. I was a coordinator in charge of people that we would put them out in various locations in the city to register people. Okay. And a lot of them were at the Jewel Food Stores, which is kind of interesting that we'd set up a table outside of Jewel Stores and people came by and would register to vote. They're pretty easy to register at the time. I oh, because that's before yeah. computers, right? I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's all paper. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh. And I coordinate that, and that was. But the job had a you know had a shelf life. I was told it's a six months gig, and that was it, and that was okay. That was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then I kind of moved on from there, and then I, uh, I I was a campaign manager for a guy running for um, uh, Congress, and uh, did did we we did we lost, but we did well. Was that out in Chicago or out it was in parts? Chicago? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then after that, I. Uh, Moved out to the great state of Indiana and... Low taxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was interesting about that was, see, I was also coaching football at the time. Oh, okay. And um, I got offered a, uh, an opportunity to be a grad assistant at Valparaiso University. And I thought, well, I didn't know where the... I knew I wasn't going to run for office yet. I was still mm-hmm. young. you know. And that's the one thing, too, is you don't want to get in too early because people won't... Unless you're this unbelievably dynamic, lucky person... No one's going to elect a, you know, a 21, 22 year old for, for, you know, an office that's, um, and I was always thinking higher level stuff like state Senate and stuff uh-huh. like that. And, uh, so, uh, I just put that out and then, um, came to, well, accepted a grad assistant spot at, at Valparaiso University. And then what was interesting is I was here for, I don't know, maybe six months and I ran, uh, I was at uh, the Hoosier Bat Company had an open house. Uh huh. And there was, uh, the owners are Dave and Debbie Cook, you know, really nice people in the community. And um, we got talking and Debbie looked at me and said, are you, do you like politics? And I said, absolutely, you know, and didn't, she goes, hey, we've got a meeting. I had no idea who, what the meeting was about. I just knew it was something political. And so I sat in this meeting and I'm looking around the room and there's a whole bunch of really nice people. And they, they were on the Democrat side, which was you know, I kind of tell the story. I could have easily fell into the, you know, if it was a Republican thing. I know because a lot of awesome Republicans and, and a lot of awesome people. There's and, good people on both sides. Yeah, I, I, you know, so that that's the one thing. So I just kind of fell in line. And then you kind of get 
sucked in a little bit and you help out campaigns. And, and then I was, uh, I was able to get in on a caucus, uh, unfortunately, well, one of the, the guys for district 10 was, uh, uh, Dwayne Cheney. Uh-huh. He was moving to, uh, to Southern Indiana. So his seat became caucused and, uh, they caucused in a guy, uh, Jack Clem, who unfortunately, before he was able to even go to a meeting, he had died. Oh, uh, I, no, I didn't realize Yeah, that. it's one of the uh, really kind of interesting things. That's sad. So then we had a second caucus, and then I got in. And this was, was for an Indiana State Indiana Senate State, or rep- represent, rep- representative seat. Yeah. Okay. And it was District 10. So it was basically when I, where I lived, I was on the fringe of that district. I was really, I was the border. Most of it is South Haven, Portage, kind of that area. Are you still in that district now? No, I still live in the same house, but now I'm in District 4. Oh, yeah, District it. 8. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of slid me out of that. But, um, but yeah, so I was able to, to be a state rep for a while, and well, a year, a little over a year. And it was in... Well, how was that experience? I, I mean, if you got a minute to go yeah, talk yeah, about it, that, that sounds like such a cool opportunity to get down, down Indianapolis and help. It was. And and it was a little, you know, a little prestigious. And, you know, you kind of, yeah. it's exciting. Did you get and, a license plate for that? Like, yes, I did. I got yeah, two, actually. actually. It's pretty cool. Two of them. Although, I don't know. It seems like everyone, I get called into what I see the principal's office once in a while. And I'd say, you know, what's up? Uh, your car number is, uh, you know, whatever. I forgot what my numbers were, 58 or whatever. Yeah. Well, somebody complained about. It. I'm like, really? Someone called. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they took would, the time out of their oh, day. Oh boy. Yes, they would call and see. I don't know if people know this, but it's it's against the law in Indiana for a for anyone with a state plate, state rep, state senate, to get pulled over going to or to the state house because it's the people's work, and if you get stalled, that could be a tactic for stopping a quorum oh, from happening. Does, yeah. So sometimes state. Plate holders like that will speed because oh, they can, yeah. and then of course the general public, you know, complains and and rightly so. I mean, it's it's a perk that's not quite fair. I, yeah. I get it, but, but yeah. I, I understand the perk because you definitely want to protect the process, yes. and you don't want um, any bad person out there affecting the votes down in Indianapolis. So I'm not saying that. The yeah. senator should speed, but at the same time, I understand why that rule is there. It seems yeah. to make sense. Um, but yeah, it's Greg, slow down a little well, bit. Oh, no, 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 I'm joking. It was just one. I'm joking. <laughs> but that was, well, there was a rep out of Lake County that was notorious for traveling at triple digits. Oh, geez. Yeah, and he had a nice uh, Range Rover and yeah. So, uh, but anyways. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, so then do you stay her. down state? How does that work? So yeah, excellent. Do you go down once a month or? No, it was, okay. It, the, it usually started uh, the first week in January. And depending on the, you'd go into March, mid-March or mid-April, depending on if it was a uh, a year for budgets or not. You oh, know? they don't budget every year. No, no, no. Every two years. Every right. two years. Okay. So, uh, no, you usually, you got to be down there by Monday morning. And then we usually would head home. Thursday after, late afternoon because then they'd want you and they'd give you an opportunity to be in your district Friday. Oh, to spend time with the people exactly. that elected you. Exactly. Yeah, and then sense. Saturday and then Sunday. Now, what I see, some of the, the reps down there or the, the, the state centers too, they had condos or they had apartments. I stayed in the Columbia Club, which I love old places and it's oh, a, yeah, I could take right in the, the, the center circle there. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that'd be so and cool. the be- there were two things that was great for me to be there. One was it was only $25 a night. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the other part was, and, and some people kind of, they, they're a little taken aback by this, but 
okay, I was I, I was on the Democrat side. Mm-hmm. The Columbia Club had a lot of Republicans, more of a Republican kind of dominant uh, place for people. Oh, okay, okay. And they say, why? Well, the, the whole process, the whole yes. thing down there is more Republican, Democrat. Uh, well, no, back then the Democrats actually held the House. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yes, and a lot Glad of people. I asked. Yes. Glad now I asked. the Senate was Republican, you know, uh, heavy, but the House back then had the Democrats were okay. in charge, and uh, so. But what I thought, you know, when I get criticized, I'm like, okay, first of all. We all need to work together. We're all representing the great state of Indiana. And I said, if we don't get along, what are we doing? Absolutely. And I will tell you, one of the pinnacles of that was, there was one night when I came in, usually came in late, because my my approach was this. I didn't know if I was going to get back. I mean, I if I if I got elected to go back, that was great. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, at least I got one hell of an experience. You want to do it as much as you can while you're there. That's exactly. Yeah. You know, no, no looking back saying what it could have, should have. I was I was just grateful for the opportunity and I'm getting everything out of it. So a lot of times I'd be one of the last in the office, if not the last. You know, you hey, turn the lights off when you're done, kid. You know that wow. kind of a thing. And uh, it was late, and I was heading in the hotel, mm-hmm. and there was a, a gentleman. I had no idea who he was, but he was a, a state senator. And he says, "Hey, if you want to come by and get a drink, you know, there's this bar on like the third floor of the hotel." And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" Well, we're going. It was the same night that IU was playing Purdue in basketball. Oh, it had been a good night. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. yeah. <laughs> Tense. So I, I walk in a room, and you know, there was this kind of an oblong table. Everyone, one chair open, and they're like, "Hey, come on over." You know, you're this rookie, and and introduce yourself, and and then they kind of went around, and I found that they were all Republicans. Oh, really? <laughs> and I'm going, okay, let's see how this they is going to play out, right? And, and what was really awesome and cool was they got to know me. They learned a little bit about my background. And then they said, you know, and I forgot who he was, but it was someone from down south basically said, you know, you're pretty cool for a Democrat. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what does that mean? And I said, how about if I'm a pretty cool person, you know? And, and they kind of looked and we, we kind of had a – it was an interesting conversation of at that time. It was like, yeah, forget about labels. Yeah. We all live in a state. We all represent people that want the same things, you know, safe neighborhoods, good schools, uh, you know, uh, decent jobs, yeah. you know, have an opportunity to live in a nice house, uh, go on vacation. I mean, all this stuff, go out to dinner once in a while, drive a decent car. I mean, we're going, everybody in the state wants that. You know, I don't care where you go. This is a very typical thing. And, and just be happy, you know. So that was and a couple of afterwards said some other things to me that, you know, I, I can't stand the radio because it was, <laughs> they were very good things, but they were surprised that somebody, that, that they can have conversations with people across that the across that line. Wow. Yeah. So that inspired me, but also I was disappointed that's that scary, that was yeah. a viewpoint at the same time. Yeah. But that stuck with me. It's like, you know what? What the, you know, these labels sometimes just need to go. And absolutely, you know, because there's not a lot of difference between a Democrat no. and Republican in their heart. You know, yes. granted, there's some things that, right, there's, there's some, but right. we can, we can work together. We can disagree and make things better. We can compromise. Uh-huh. And, and, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean especially, to go into no, 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 that's right. And people need to know that, especially mm-hmm. at the county level. Yeah. There really aren't, I, I can't imagine very many, if any, differences at the county level with what we do. Because some of those hot button topics, don't have, we don't have any say right, in that. Right. You know, that's national. The, the border stuff. wall is not <laughs> something Porter County Council no, is controlling. <laughs> no. So, so, yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, so I guess 
when it goes back to, you know, what do people want to do or, or if people want to get involved in politics, mm -hmm. if you want to get into the really heady stuff, then, then you try to get on a national level. If you want to be more of the, I just want to help people in my community and it doesn't matter what, then that's, you know, county council or city council or maybe even the mayor, you know, that kind of a thing. And so there's a lot of opportunities to help the people. But that's so like when we, we go through some of these things and, and, and again, when you asked me why, it was all about helping people, that's you know, fun. and trying to, you know, sometimes you hear that canned phrase, I want to make a difference. Well, what exactly does making a difference mean? You know, if and I gonna, think you can answer that question because, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if everybody, all the listeners understand or realize what you did when you got on the council. Now, I, I wasn't on there the first year with you, right? Yeah. The first year. You yeah, said, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then I got on. But uh, yeah. you, you've taken this suicide issue that is yeah. a huge problem in the county that most yeah. people well like i said last show i didn't realize that that and domestic violence were biggest problems i mean yeah. drug use yeah. and those yeah. issues and you took that under your wing you yeah. saw a problem and you're doing everything you can you can't yeah. solve it overnight you haven't no. solved it but you're working together with the stakeholders to, mm -hmm. to put together a solution and right. that's what's awesome man <laughs> that's when, when you say you can make a change like anybody can run for yeah. anything you can get elected that's cool but until you get involved, to, because again, you don't have to do anything when you're elected. No, you're right. You, you, can, you don't have to go to the meetings if you don't want to. <laughs> and that was a surprise too. I was shocked at at hearing some people in different offices around various places in the state that you know they people don't even know what they look like. Yeah, the accountability is only to the the, the yeah. people that elected them. But sometimes yeah. people that elected them don't realize they're not showing up for the job. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so, but yeah, that's the thing. And we have the power you know, within reason to, to try and make that change to bring people to a table, mm -hmm. you know, or what I tell people too, is like, if you're having a hard time, let me make a phone call. They'll answer my call. Yeah. And then, then what happens from that point, you know, who knows, but at least we can, uh, we can have a good dialogue about it and, and yeah, try it really. We, we can make a difference. And I guess like you had said too, it's how much time do we want to put in, yeah. you know, cause sometimes too, you know, we have, Unfortunately, sometimes people in our community, they'll, they'll hijack me, I'll call it, and you know, it'll be a Sunday night. I'm like, man, I got something to do. And, <laughs> you know, we, we kind of have lives too. Yeah. You know, or if we're at a restaurant, you know, and you're enjoying a meal, sometimes it's nice to be able to enjoy the meal instead of getting, you know, but... But at the same time, I love seeing people. Like, yes. you're out at a restaurant, hey, what's up, Jake, Mike, Jeremy, oh, you know, like saying hi to people, I really enjoy that. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't want to talk to drama when I'm with my family. Yeah. You know, let's, let's deal with that later, 100%. Oh, yeah. And, and a while ago, if, if any of my kids were around, they're like, oh, there he goes again. You know, he's going to be talking to someone for an hour. <laughs> so how many kids do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, that there's, there's three. There's, three? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I got married, um, I married into a, a, a young daughter. And, awesome. uh, and yeah, she's out in Minnesota. She's former military and her husband's oh, former military. Thank you for her service. And, and yeah. your guys' Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. And they've got uh, four kids, and then oh, awesome. And then I've got a, a son, uh, an older son, Greg Jr., that's uh, teaching at Self Special Ed Facility in, in Valpo here. Oh, right here. Okay, yeah. awesome. And then my youngest son is in Chicago, living by DePaul University there, in, well Lincoln Park. Uh huh. And is he a Cubs fan? Yes, he is. Good man. Good man. Funny you said that. You know, the, the other day we were over there, and he was talking about getting season tickets for the bleachers. <laughs> I was surprised at how expensive those things. Holy cow! So check this out. <laughs> Ten years ago, I won the, was on the waiting list for Cubs season tickets, mm -hmm. thinking by the time I'm 50, 60 years old yeah. and can afford them, yeah. I will yeah. get them. Yeah. 
No, the Cubs traded everybody away last year. Oh. I'm 40,625 at the middle of last year. Okay. All of a sudden, the end of this this year, at December comes, I get an email from him saying, you're going to be able to purchase tickets this year. I'm 40,000. How can I purchase tickets? So, yeah, I got the ability also to oh. purchase season tickets after waiting almost uh, just under 10 years on the waiting list. Wow. But I cannot. I've got four kids that are trying to put through school. Can't afford I cannot it, yeah. afford them, like you said. Well, yeah. see, this is where I'm going to show and my no age. no one wants to buy them, you know? Well, we sell them. The crazy thing is, the bleachers were like a dollar when I was really? in, you know, in, yeah, in the seventy, and and now they're what a hundred bucks or whatever it yeah, is. They're, they're I, I was like, some of the seats. What the heck? Yeah, so that's that's how old I might be. Yeah. How old I might be? I like that. <laughs> so that's really but, cool. I, yeah. I didn't realize you had a son actually in the area too. Yes. Is yes. he involved in in this stuff at all? Or is he no, kinda... not really. He. Um, no, I, I mean he'll he'll come to some events and and he'll put out a yard sign and he'll do stuff like that. That's cool. But but no, I, I and I've never pushed any of the kids into you know I've always whatever they want to do is yeah. fine with me. You know I'm I'm happy with it. And uh, you know they they went to college and they did the the sport. You know they played football and they had really nice careers and stuff. And uh, and then whatever they want to do afterwards was up to them. I di- I didn't even you know push them into being a teacher. I. Basically, I was almost the opposite way, saying, uh, you know, there's there's very little money in yeah. innovation and stuff, and it's fulfilling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of money. Oh my God, yeah. But see, and that's the other thing. You know, I started teaching when you know. So that's what you're doing now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know I'm at the end of that. That that I I'm in. My foot is in the tunnel. I can see the light. Really, you ready to oh, retire? Yeah. Oh yeah, soon. Yeah, very soon. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard really good things about you as a teacher. No, and I've seen it on Facebook. It's all lies. It seems like you really interact well with the kids, and I'm sure that gets gets a lot of learning across. Good education. You know, those are the kind of teachers that mean a lot to us. Well, it can, and and this sounds weird for me to say it this way. Some kids really get into it, and they are they're, they're sitting. You know, they're sitting upright and they're engaged in a topic and they're ready to go. And other kids, they don't want to say a word. They just want to just leave me alone. You know, I, I want to be invisible. I just want to do the work. And I do not want to open my mouth. I don't want to share an opinion. I don't have an opinion unless it's Google, you know. And see, and that's the other thing, too. You know, sometimes a kid will say something and I go, okay, that sounds like mom or dad said uh-huh. it. Now, what do you, you know, I go, what do you think? You know, what is your opinion? And some of the kids today, they... They're not used to that, yeah. and they don't know what to do, so they get a little bit nervous, and they just kind of calm down or just like, oh, just call somebody else. Yeah, they're put yeah. on the spot then, but that's and, great you're yeah. asking. Those are the kind of things that well, I, I thought so. I mean, because I see, my problem is when I was in school, we just took notes and regurgitated for a test. Okay. And then as you get older, you're like, God, I wish I would have had an opportunity or I wish a teacher would have engaged us in this. Uh-huh. You know, how much farther would I have been today having that experience early on? You know, because I was that kind of kid where I knew I was going to be doing something where there's going to be some kind of a talking involved and a thinking, problem solving, all that stuff. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to be some, some person sitting in a cubicle by myself, you know, with a pen and a paper, you know, that kind of a thing. So... Yeah, that was, or or just, well, I will tell you that when I was in England, that kind of helped me quite a bit too, because uh, it was really crazy that their education system is so much different. Really? Okay. Yes. We did not have assigned books. We had, well, I mean, we didn't have a textbook. Well, my book. kids don't either, and it hate, I hate that. But that's because of <laughs> well, e-learning. Like, sorry. Oh, no. Different yeah, subject. E-learning didn't different exist. Different subject. We didn't have computers back then. <laughs> um, it would be like... Uh, We'd have a topic, like let's say, uh, I remember the Blitzkrieg, you know, the uh-huh. 
uh, w with the Germans. And we had like 15 books that were talking about the Blitzkrieg. So we, we had to go to the library, pull out these books and read. And then we came, it was almost like a big round table. Our classes were small. And uh, the professor seemed to know every, I'm like shocked at how much this, <laughs> well, you know, what did author so-and-so say? And I'm like, on page so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But there was somebody that said, oh, and they would regurgitate that. And he talked about that philosophy and someone else had a different author's perspective. And then I remember when somebody said, um, they read three books. He goes, no, you read one. And we're all looking going, what are you talking about? Well, the one author had wrote this book and the other two wrote a book based on this guy's thoughts. Oh. So basically, so you're yeah, I was like regurgitating the ones. <laughs> and I'm going, what the heck? How would you know that? And of course, this professor knew that because that was, I mean, they were very knowledgeable in their math, just like all professors yeah. for the most part, you know. And I was just going, dang, but you had to defend what you said. So you didn't open your mouth unless you could yeah. defend it or else you're embarrassed, you know. And, it's, and I, didn't, I was the That's only the American. That's the the world today almost. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, and it was a lot of pressure on me. I was the first American to be at this university. Oh, wow. And, and right away, people either liked me or hated me because I was an American. Were you, did you say you were an exchange student or just went there? No, this is what's weird. I wouldn't – because no one exchanged me. Nobody would exchange with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Nobody would. So disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still affected by that today. Thanks for bringing up that emotional scar. I'm here to. You know? I'm here to build you what down. <laughs> no, what happened was um, we had a program at, at the school where a lot of business people would go to France and Germany. Those programs were already set up, and some of the people from France Germany would come to our school. Okay. So that was you know kind of the exchange. But I wanted politics and I wanted to go to England. So they said, okay, apply to any school you want. Provided you get accepted, we will send you there. You pay the tuition to you know the American school, and then they forward the tuition on to the England school, the University wow. of Leicester. And they got me two plane tickets, you know, round trip. And basically, okay, here's when you leave and here's when you come home and see ya. So I got on a plane with my two suitcases, arrived at Heathrow Airport, and back then, there was there was military. The IRA was having some issues oh, with England. Oh, back then, okay, yes. yeah. So I went into an airport where there was military on guard, and I'm like, okay, that is weird. <laughs> what did you I know? sign up for? Yes. <laughs> and then I had to find a, where the train was to get to my, the Midlands is where I had to go. And I'm like, okay, where the heck are the trains? So I'm asking people, and I mean, the good luckily they speak English, right? Yes. <laughs> It was a little bit hard to understand at first because of that, that accent, but then I quickly got used to it. So then I'm on this train heading to this town, and I fell asleep. And, of course, you wake up panicked thinking you overslept, and I don't know where the heck in England I am. Found out that I was about a half hour away, so that oh, was good. good. But then I get off the, the train, and then I was tasked with, okay, how do I get to the school? So I found this taxi cab. And you know, you try just order to, an Uber, man. That's oh, what oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, Ubers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm in his taxi, and the guy says, well, "Which college?" I go, "Isn't there just one?" Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, stupid me, stupid American. Yeah. So uh, we went to this polytechnic first, wrong school. Then, thank God that the, the taxi waited for me. He could have drove off with my bags. He could have had a nice. I don't know what the heck I even had my bags. And uh, so I eventually go to the school and found the right one. Shock was I walk into the secretary's office and she was blind. Really? And I'm like, 
Oh my God! So there I am, this this young person. Did you sign up for a blind school or no? Okay. It was just a secretary. Just a secretary. No, but I was shocked. I'm like, I had never experienced somebody that was blind. Uh-huh. That was, I was I was just found myself just mesmerized watching her do all her stuff. Yeah. Going, and she goes, "We're expecting you." I'm just awesome. And we had wonderful conversations. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, so like right away, my eyes are like wide open. Like, what the heck? This is so cool. So yeah, so but that's how. I was on Queens Road, and they had cell block. They called them cell blocks. That was the dormitories. Uh-huh. So I was in cell block C. Yeah. You know, that sounds like and, from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so but cool. It was, yeah, it was all, it was cool. Well, um, you know, that's you've told us a lot of cool stories today, and I guess you know one of my questions was about your past public service. You answered that. Um, my last question for you about the the public service was, yeah. you know, what do you find your favorite part? What what's your best Best story, best part about being a public servant. What, what do you really enjoy about this? What would get people to, to sign up to do something like this? Oh, boy. My God, it's a loaded question. I, even if I had questions. five hours, I couldn't answer that. Right? <laughs> well, you know what? to fill some time. Okay. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> all right. I, I will share this with you because I – all right. When I was in the state house, uh-huh. it was late one night. Um, I'd walked out. It was, I don't know, maybe about midnight. And I walked out of the Capitol steps and I'm just sitting on the top. I was just, I don't know, just reflecting. Okay. And I see this city bus coming by and it, the stop, the bus stop was like right where I was sitting. And when I was sitting there, I can look into the bus and the bus was like, I, the windows were eye level because okay. I, I was elevated. Uh-huh. And, and it was one person was on this bus and he looked at me and I looked at him and we cut, and he was probably going, what the hell is this guy doing? He's got a suit on and he's sitting on the steps. Did this drunk like just minute. get fired on yeah. the steps? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> right? And then I find myself looking at him going, where is he going? He's the only person on the bus. What's going on, right? And then the light turned green and the bus drove off. But I will tell you that one of the things that popped in my head was this guy has no idea who I am, but yet I'm making decisions that affect him. Yeah. And, and then I got thinking, oh, my God, what a humbling experience it was. And then I started using the phrase of, 60,006. What that was, was I had 60,000 people that I was representing when I was in the state house. But then you're also voting on behalf of 6 million that are, were in the state back then. Oh, yeah. So that always stuck with me with represent your district, represent, you know, be humble and be thrilled that you're helping, but you're also helping a bigger group yeah. that may never have any idea who you are and what you're doing. So always be on your toes to know that you're affecting a lot more people than you might realize, you know, and, and that your help. And that's, I guess where I looked at, you want to help as many people, mm-hmm. whether they know your name or not, you knew that you helped them maybe have a better day, maybe have a better week, month, year, life, Absolutely. you know, by the things that we can do. And even at the County Council, we know that we don't have a huge impact, but we still have an impact. Absolutely. You know, so that's, I guess, is one of the biggest things that I take away is every time you go somewhere, try and make it try and make it a little bit better than when you left. <laughs> it's awesome. And even if it's nobody really knows it, we know. Yeah. Or that person in the mirror knows. And or your family, your your close friends know what you did. Yeah. And that's okay, you know. I, I don't need a pat on a sometimes it's nice to get a pat on the back. You know, it's like you did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but if it goes unnoticed, meaning but we still did a good imp. Then but you know awful. it. In your yes. heart. You know you did what's right yeah. and you did what's good. And, because when, when election time comes around, and for me, you know, you're lucky you're, you're in for another three years. 
you know, I'm up for re-election and I'll be walking door to door just like I did last time. And I'll tell you, sometimes it's hot, it might be windy, it might be rainy, and you're going, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, why am I knocking on these doors and do they really, do people really care if you stop by? But I, I feel they do and it's important to, to, to visit the neighborhoods and see what's up. And, and the other thing too is, when you visit neighborhoods, you're experiencing what that neighborhood is like. Right, right. You know, you go in where the lakes are, that's a whole different kind of community than when you go to these million dollar house neighborhoods Absolutely. and then everything in between. Well, some of those you can't even knock. Yeah. <laughs> Non-solicited. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right on point, Greg. I, and I think that, um, you know, I, to me, knocking doors is old school, but that's what works. That's yeah. what worked, well, in my opinion, that's what I heard a lot was, hey, yeah. I didn't get an opportunity to meet any of the other candidates. Nobody yeah. else came and, and came yeah. to my door and, and said, hey, what questions do you have? And I right. think that's a lot of what it was even when I used to, you know, I know a lot of people. We know a lot mm -hmm. of people now because mm -hmm. we're in, involved. Right. Yeah. But back in the day, I didn't know a lot of the people I was voting for. Right. And the people that came to my door made an impact on me. Yes. You know, I remember yeah. one of our uh, it's a Democrat, as a matter of fact, from Burns Harbor. She's a great clerk treasurer. Her name's Jane Jordan. She came to our door mm -hmm. and she brought me a chip clip and it said Jane Jordan. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. And I still use this chip clip to this day. But it made an impact on me because she yeah. was the first one when I moved in that came yeah. to my door to introduce yeah. herself. Yeah. And um, that's cool. Uh, you know, she's had my support ever since and she does a good job it's not yeah. just she right. said hi to me I mean, she's <laughs> proven herself uh, but on the flip yeah. side of yeah. things yeah. you know yeah. my wife <laughs> it's funny because my wife's on the burns harbor town council last year i wanted to build a new shed in the backyard a, a she barn. shed uh, well yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much store my christmas lights and that's all that would fit so i'm going through all this planning i'm working through the town i throw in the permit and they're like no you can't build this because it's got to be on concrete Oh. So why, why would I have to put a shed on concrete? The shed I have back there now is on, on gravel. You know, I'm just storing Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm not trying to park a car or anything. Either. No, no, it's the rules. And I'm arguing back and forth with her. And finally <laughs> she goes, well, I want to share the minutes with – I asked her something about when it passed because I was on the plan commission oh. at the time. <laughs> and she sent me the minutes. And it said – you know, so-and-so makes a motion to all sheds must be on concrete. And then it says seconded by Roseanne Bozak. I'm like, son of a gun! You know, but it goes to show when, when my wife, and, and I can't speak for her, but when they were in that process, the, the putting this shed on concrete made a lot of sense. It really yeah. does. And, you know, yeah. there's, you could tell me, a, I could tell you 10 different reasons that it's a good idea. But sometimes when you make a rule, a law, an ordinance, yeah. you don't realize the flip side of things. Yeah. You know, you try to do your best to filter through and think through it. But yeah, so uh, it was that uh, was a very entertaining conversation when I got home and I said, Roseanne, what are you doing? And then she's like, well, this is what I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But you guys didn't think about this. And, you know, so yeah, it's just on the flip side. Of so things. I guess what all the listeners are, are really want to know is, do you have cement underneath your second shed? I never got a shed. <laughs> Actually, my my other shed's full. The, the backyard's getting full. No, my, my thing was was fine. If the, the town doesn't want me to do that, then I'll just get a bunch of Rubbermaid things around the backyard, which looks so much better. Let me tell you. But but now, what about little cement blocks? Do those count as uh, with the ordinance? I honestly don't know. I, you know, I, I I really don't know. I, I thought it said cement pad. I, I gave up. It was very frustrating. Very frustrating experience. That is kind of that is really funny though. But it is. It really is, and it just shows that you know. <laughs> 
yeah, that's uh, like I said, there's you got to think things through. And that's why when you come to our council meetings or you see these town meetings, you'll yeah. see a lot of questions being asked where you're like, why is that dude worried about that? Well, it's not so much I'm worried about it right now, right. but I'm worried about other people. And I want to know the outcome. And any vote we make mm-hmm. impacts a lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> and, and keeping an open mind is always a tremendous thing to, you know, and I've never... I shouldn't say never. It's very rare that I'll go in and I'll vote and already have my mind made up. I, you know, I listen to, to what other people say and, and they're, you know, more often than not, I'll be like, well, I was kind of leaning this way, but after hearing, I'm like, Ooh, I went the other way, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's important that we, we do due diligence uh-huh. and make the right decision. And like you said, you know, you, you think about those kind of things <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. <laughs> well, real quick, I, I know we're actually getting close to the end here. Oh, I do. We oh. we still have some time, but we haven't done a radio identifier. Oh my God, do we're it. new, yes. so we're learning. Oh, we're gonna. This is one hundred three one WVLP. You're listening to Andy Bozek and Greg Sims on the community radio. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry, well, Porter County, County Boss, but it is community radio, so you were not wrong on yeah, that. It was yeah. not wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. Some of the, one are. of the things that we wanted to cover, and we're running out of time here, um, was just how to get involved, and, and we'll talk about that. But I also want to mention that you don't. When we say get involved, you don't have to be a county council member, a town no. council member. No. You don't. You can get involved. You can be on a park board. You can get involved in your little league. You can help clean yes. up parks. Um, you know, both parties, and that's something I wanted to just mention. The Republican and Democrat Party, and the Libertarians as well, have a strong party structure in Porter mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. So you can go on Facebook, you can look up either party, and you can find uh, the party chair, which is uh, Drew Wagner for yep. the Democrats, yep. and yep. Mike Simpson for the, the Republicans. Republicans. Mm-hmm. Great, great people. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Carl Tagenhart, I'm butchering his last name for the Libertarians. Yeah, that, I don't know. I um, don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, there's. Anyways, there's there's multiple ways you can get involved, and these mm-hmm. groups are mm-hmm. meeting once a month. You know, mm-hmm. the Democrats, Republicans, are getting together and finding out ways to make the community better. Right. If nothing else, if you just go to these meetings and get involved, you can find out different ways to be involved with the voters' registration because yep. that's coming up. Yeah. Want to talk? A little, they, they pray pretty well too now, right? Two twenty or something. Oh, I'd, I'd be lying. I know we're gonna have Jessica Bailey on soon. Oh, our, oh, good, yes, great. Yes, so she can address okay, all well, that. We'll stuff. dig into that and. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The other thing, too, that people can get involved with is the homeowner associations. Oh, I forgot people, about People don't that, realize yeah. that, that that can make an impact in where you actually live if you've got one. You know, we don't have one. We don't uh, you don't have one? You have one? No, we No, don't. you don't either. No. Yeah. But if you just want to annoy your neighbors, that's a great way to get involved, too. <laughs> actually, our subdivision um, can create one now once most of the homes were sold, which they mm. have all sold now. Oh, okay. We could create one, but I don't. Want that personally? I don't. I've yeah. talked to anyone else that wants that. I know. I, yeah. I don't I want my neighbor it. telling me what I can and can't do. I mean, we already got the town doing it, you know. <laughs> Which is good. Don't get me wrong. You got to, you know, got to yeah. have some prettiness to your yards. But. Well, and, and within reason. Yeah, you want government to kind of let the people go. Yes. You know, with uh, but uh, absolutely. So, but again, like you said, there's and and I'm like, uh, the little league. That that's awesome too. Because you're right. There's a lot of opportunities there to get engaged yeah. with the public and 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 being in ways of decision making without actually being this political person you know yeah. you're just your community related so to speak and uh, and there's a lot of times too that uh, we have openings on various boards oh the commission so it'd be yeah. nice for people to you know it's always nice to see new faces and you know just when the openings come up uh, pay attention to it on the on the webpage and uh, and I'll mention that that's, that's not only for the county 
Uh, I've seen Chesterton. I know Valpo. Mm -hmm. Valpo fills them a little faster because you've got more people out here. But Chesterton's been looking for some. Burns Harbor's been looking mm -hmm. for different members. Yeah. Right now, um, one of the Burns Harbor town council members, a Democrat, has mm -hmm. moved away. Mm -hmm. And he's got another year on this term. So they're okay. looking for, a, a, if anyone's interested and in, in lives in Burns Harbor, is a Democrat. Um, you know, that choice will be made actually by your party chair, Drew okay. Wagner, um, because there's uh, no one. He gets the only vote. But, uh, yeah, they're accepting applications for that. So if you live in yeah. Burns Harbor, here's a, a great way to get involved. Get some experience. Exactly. You know, then uh, yeah. next year when you when you run for re-election, I would assume yeah. or hope. Right, right. Um, you'd have some experience, something yeah. to run off of. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, is, is sometimes and people don't have to jump in and, you know, Go deep diving right away. You can, you know, put your feet in the yeah. water, test a little bit, and and be comfortable. Yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with, you know, and uh, yeah, it's not. It really is not difficult. It's you have an open mind and be able to communicate, and you know, go in for the right reasons. And then, uh, no matter what office you go into, you should be fine. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you'll usually have. There'll be two election processes, I guess, would be, probably not the right word. But right now what we're getting ready for, what Greg would be getting ready for, is if he had another Democrat that was running against mm -hmm. him for the Porter County Council seat, he'd be preparing for the primary. Right. Which uh, the primary is pretty much the, the Democrats, Republicans will choose who their candidate's going to be. So right. you can have right. 10 Democrats, 10 Republicans in the primary. They're going to narrow it down with that vote. Right. And then that Democrat and that Republican and Libertarian and uh, what's the other whatever. one? Whatever. Whatever other party. <laughs> Green party. Green whatever party. it is. Will um, run during the, the general election, which will be in November. So Correct. that's what we're preparing for now. Some people won't have to primary. Hopefully Greg is one of those because yeah. he's done yeah. a great job as well, a county councilman. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, but uh, if another Democrat in his district puts his name in, then that's so who he'll be running. Absolutely. It, it's, yes, it, it's not a locked in thing. And, uh, and the other thing, too, is we do have a lot of positions. If you look at the Porter County webpage, we've got a lot of positions for people to enter. Um, you know, we talked about this before we started the show. And, you know, our, uh, you have until February 4th at noon, I believe, is the cutoff. So are people going to wait until February 4th at 10 o'clock to throw their names in? or It's always interesting because as <laughs> soon as the election opens, you'll have somebody there that's usually the first in the office to put their name in because they'll get some newspaper notoriety. Yeah, from it. yeah, yeah. Um, what is nice <laughs> is that when you register early, every time they mention, say Greg and I were running against each other, mm -hmm. every time they mention that race, they're going to mention my name again and again and again. Right. Yeah. Up until the, the time. <laughs> but if I wait till the last minute to register, yeah. then my name is less mentioned less. Right. And it's all, you know, it's not about your name, obviously. It's just, but it's getting your name out there and it's kind Strategy. of... It is, yeah. It's marketing. You are marketing yeah. yourself to people to get, get your name out there. Absolutely. Um, yes. Not to sell them on you or to con. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> but, you know, nobody knew who Andy Bozak was. Most people still don't know who Andy Bozak I still want to buy a car from you. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> and they're B-O-S-A-K, by the way. We're B-O-S-A-K. <laughs> I do not have the money. Um, but that's that's yeah. the kind of stuff you run into is, is trying to get your name out there. So when you talked about earlier uh, being a young person, getting involved, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But the other problem that you'll experience with being a young person, uh, and I know because I was involved, you know, five, six years ago, um, it's getting respect from the older people. Yeah. It's the older yeah. people, you know, kind of, ah, blah, it's, oh, he's a young guy. No, no, you know, I've right. got some ideas. I, Right. Shoot, I just got my first break, you know? <laughs> like, I've, I've earned the respect to hopefully, yes. excuse me, I can't say that, but I hopefully have earned the respect to get, get yes. some things done. And I, and I think that's what it is. The, the struggle for a young person getting involved is 
You know, some people just think, oh, he's young, he's, he's quick-witted. Yeah, right. Not quick-witted, but you know, quick well, with the hip. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing, too, when you talk about young people, they can always help out on a campaign yeah. trying to get somebody elected. You know, somebody they they appreciate or someone. And, and sometimes, too, they take them under their wing uh-huh. and learn the process so that when they run down the road, you know, then then they're more familiar with the pro. You know, it, it's more comfortable. Yeah. A few years ago, when I was on the council the first time, um, I uh, there was a gentleman named Tim Wheeler, who's a mm-hmm. Chesterton High School kid mm-hmm. uh, student, wanted to come in and, and, and observe what we did. So we brought yeah. him in. He sat with me. We talked. He witnessed the meeting. Uh, it was real interesting. The other day, I was looking um, at my email and I get this email from Tim and he's like, hey, what's going on, Mr. Bozak? And I was like, first of all, it's Andy. But second, um, yeah, nothing, man. What's up with you? He's like, do you remember me? So we talked back and forth. He's actually running to be um, a Republican delegate with oh. me. So I'm running to be oh, a cool. Republican delegate yeah, this yeah. year as well, which just is a vote in downstate um, for the Republican primary, quote unquote. Um, but so... Mm-hmm. He's doing that, and he's decided to get involved, and now mm-hmm. he's chosen. You know, good. it doesn't matter whether he chose Republican, Democrat. I don't care. He's yeah. involved. He's right. making things better. And Absolutely. That's, awesome. that's what we need. And, and we need a lot of, yeah, it'd be nice if some more younger people got involved. And uh, But you don't think about that when you're young. You don't know how to. And you're, uh, you're worried about women, or you're worried about the <laughs> bar scene, or, you know, trying to get your career off the ground. So there's so much yeah. you're playing with. Or that. worried about men, you know, because there's some women. No, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Just, I mean, but you're so uh, involved with Correct. other stuff in life. Yes. That, you know, so if you guys want to get involved, we can help you too. That's another thing. Reach Absolutely. out to Greg or I. We'd be Absolutely. happy to teach you or show you things. Always, always welcome to, and, and like I said, it, it, it's helping anybody with just about anything within reason. Yeah. You know, they need some guidance. They need some help. They need, you know, county, why is it doing this? Uh, I had some young kid today asking me why a pothole wasn't filled on by 325. And I'm like, did you call anybody? Why? No. I said, well, how do you think, how are things going to get fixed if you don't reach out to somebody who might be able to fit, you know, there's this thing called the highway department that deals with roads. And I think there's a place on their website. I could be wrong, but I think it's really easy. Uh, But you're right. Like, it's one of those things, how do you fix what you don't know is broken? Correct. We can't be driving around just looking for potholes at the same time. No, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, we've got about uh, four minutes. Oh, Okay. So you want okay. to just, Well, just remember, this is WVLP, you know, 103.1 FM. And uh, this is, uh, well, I, I, uh, Andy Bozick and Greg Sims, and we're, you know, Porter County Buzz. And uh, don't forget, if you have any questions, too, uh, feel free to send us an email at pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. And, uh, and supposedly ahead. that this show will be re-aired Saturday. Now, I'll be honest, yes. Saturday, uh, this last <laughs> Saturday, I had family over. My sister's in town. It's a oh, birthday. No. We're all downstairs, have a few drinks, playing some board games. And 8 o'clock comes around. I'm like, boom, put it yeah, on the radio. Let's go. Not us. No. It was not us. And it was so disappointing. I was like, done. So they forgot to put us on. Yeah. We should be on this Saturday as well. At so 8 o'clock, yes. If you want to hear this again, <laughs> or, you know. Want to make fun of Greg and I, please join yeah. us Saturday as well. Or you enjoyed it so much, you want to tell all your neighbors and have them tune in. You know, and it, it, it's all good. Yes. Um, and if you have any suggestions, too, for future shows, we are extremely open-minded. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, just uh, help us out. And uh, otherwise, we'll, we'll have department heads. Uh, we, we know we'll have Jessica Bailey, our, our uh, clerk, uh-huh. coming on very soon. Um we reached out to the highway department. Um, Probably have another council member on here. As yeah, I assume, you absolutely. Know. Whoever, yes, I know. I know of two, of course. That you know, I think Jeremy would like Mike. 
Yeah. You know, uh, would Mike, love to and Mike has that. Justin. Justin has that yeah. great experience with Falpo too, because yes. he's a city admin. You know? Right. So that would be right. a very interesting line to pick as well. Yeah, and 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 I will tell you that our council is pretty well rounded with our backgrounds, and that's always kind of nice. That you know, we've got uh, yeah, just when different people represent different kind of uh, vocations, the experience to solve problems yeah. is even, you know, it's even greater. And that's kind of neat. Well, and it's cool that we all work together. We talked about this last show, the communication, but yeah. I might come to you with an uh, something that just is the worst idea ever. And like, we talk about it, you know, Jeremy gets involved, <laughs> Brick, everyone's involved. And then we take this idea and, and make it a, a good one. And I think right. that's, that's where we, uh, we Give really and take do a great and, job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horns. So we well, can always be better. We can always improve. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, that's yeah, usually you're playing the ukulele. Now you're going into horns. So I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> the banjo was here last week, too, though. So it's good the banjo's not here. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, anyway, we... Uh, well, thank you guys for yeah. joining us. Uh, you know, this is Andy Bozak at uh, WVLP 1031. And, and Greg Sims at, uh, you know, Porter County Buzz. Uh, Community Radio, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and we'll be back next Tuesday. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take Thank care. You.